Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Checking elsewhere around North Dakota, Devil's Lake feeder coolies and cricks continue producing walleye, but it has slowed a little bit. Locate the warmest water pitching jigs and minnows. Main Devil's Lake is ice-free, so look for increasing walleye activity as the spawn winds down. Anglers might also want to try slip bobbers for walleye on Pelican Lake. Docks are in place at the boat ramps on Lake Ashtabula, with some anglers finding a bit of perch activity from shore and along docks. There's a little boat activity as well, but so far, success for much of anything is light. More anglers are on the Missouri River tail race, but there's limited success from either boat or shore. The best walleye activity on the Missouri rivers around Bismarck, Mandan, and farther south, using jigs and minnows. More anglers are on the east end of Lake Sakakawea as well, but activity is scattered and still generally slow. It's early yet for the east end, but even the Van Hook Arms not producing much for walleye. Anglers might want to try around the Newtown area and farther west if they're eyeing some early season walleye activity on Lake Sakakawea. Lake Audubon's North Lake continues producing walleye. Also, the Bureau of Reclamation was pumping water from Sakakawea into Audubon earlier this week. It helps bring up Audubon to its normal summer elevations, so the pumping area along the U.S. Highway 83 embankment could offer up some activity. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then. And not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. We're going to talk a little bit about something everybody's been curing. You know, it's Minnesota fishing opener. And for the last month or more, um, throughout Minnesota, people have been talking about bait shortages. And I don't know about you, Kyle. I'm a live bait guy. I love using live bait. Although I do use a lot of artificials too. But I almost always have live bait in the boat then. When somebody says that I may not be able to have that or get the stuff I want, it, it is kind of bothersome. So we wanted to go right to one of the sources, Mr. John Ferris. He is a bait wholesaler and a retailer. Uh, he runs Full Stringer Wholesale and Full Stringer Bait and Tackle, which, by the way, was named the best bait store in Minnesota a couple years ago in central Minnesota. How are you doing, John? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. So we've been hearing a lot, and I mean, everybody's been hearing a lot about the bait shortages, but there's not really a whole lot of 
explanation from there. They just say, there's going to be bait shortages this year. So we wanted to get you on to figure out exactly what, so people can be prepared when they get out. So what is going on? We, we've all heard the rumors. What's going on this year? We've, we've heard that there's bait shortages before in the last year. And there was. It was getting harder to get each year, like fatheads. Sometimes you couldn't find them in the middle of summer when the weather was hot. And sometimes, you know, late in the ice season, you couldn't find them. And, and so when I first heard that there was, you know, started hearing the talk about the bait shortage this year. And I'm pretty connected. Talked to a lot of trappers and other wholesalers and stuff. And you started hearing about it all over the place. And I sort of thought, well, it's, you know, we've heard this before. It's not, it's not the end of the world. It's not that big of a deal. But then as the time went on, I started to realize that this is different than the other years have been. And the reason for it, and the reason you don't hear a lot about why, is because it's a kind of a complex thing. You know, there's a lot of little factors that go into it. The shortage, and I'm doing you know, a quote-unquote on the shiner shortage, That it's not that there's a shortage of shiners in the lakes. That shortage is the shiners only run when the water temp gets into the mid-50s or upper 50s. And that's the only time we're able to harvest them when they come in shallow enough to be trapped and stained. So the shiner shortage isn't the mother nature shortage. That's a shortage of how many are able to get harvested at the right time to get into the bait shop tanks. And then the the pond minnow shortage, the fatheads, the golden shiners, the sucker minnows, that's truly a case of there is a major shortage in mother nature due to, to weather and then just loss of water over the years, the number of ponds that are available. And John, correct me if I'm wrong, those are the ones that are the staples. In every bait store throughout the entire summer, you can you can almost be guaranteed there's going to be crappie minnows, fatheads, sucker minnows. You know, the shiners, everyone is kind of getting used to that, knowing that Mother Nature plays such a huge part in when that run is going to be and if your store is going to have some or not and, and so on and so forth. So that's certainly understandable, but the fact that those staples might not be on bait stores, that's really kind of scary. Absolutely. Yep. The, the back, like you said, the backbone of the bait industry is the crappie and the fathead, you know, the day in and day out minnow that most anglers use at some point is, is very important. And there is a shortage of them. It, it's, you know, it could get worse as the summer goes. It, it, this is the easiest time of year to trap crappie minnows and fatheads, you know, the couple of weeks or three weeks after ice out. And when the trappers and big trappers and very experienced trappers are struggling to find enough for, you know, to fill their demand right now, that's, that's the greatest news for, for going into the summer when they generally get harder to get. So, John, tell me this. Uh, are these shortages local? Are they regional? Are they statewide? Are they across the upper Midwest? What like To what scope are we talking about? Right now, it, it is an upper Midwest thing. I, I know guys in the Dakotas that trap and they're starting to, or have started this spring, late winter and spring started to notice they had winter kill out there as well. And it's, you know, a lot of times we get, you know, Northern Minnesota, we get fairly consistent, you know, every three, four, five years, a pond here or a pond there will freeze out. But then the, the ponds down in central Minnesota, don't don't freeze out that year and there's enough minnows to go around and that's one of the complicating factors this year is there was a heavy snow cover over most of the state and the dakotas for too long this winter so this is a a more widespread shortage than we've ever seen before 
So, John, one of the potential issues I've heard is the fact that bait dealers, wholesalers, are not allowed to import anything from other states. And and when we were talking off air, you said it's been that way for quite a while, where you can't bring in a buy bait from other states and then bring it in. Um, so is that, it, it sounds like that really wouldn't have probably fixed a whole lot for this issue because all the other states are having issues too. The importation would would help us just because they're it would it would offer more ponds because even if the guys in the Dakotas were Minnesota's the Minnesota and Maine are the only two states in the nation that don't allow importing, and I think Minnesota's like number two or three in the nation as far as fishing business. You know the 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 income that comes into the state from fishing. Um. And so south, a lot of the minnows from the Dakotas get exported to other states, not into Minnesota, but other states. And they they would have minnows that, that could help us at least take a little pressure off and give our pond some more time to recover, you know, on, on hard years like this and, and build our, because our, that's part of the problem too, is the last few years with hard winters and hard summers, the the ponds in Minnesota have gotten probably over harvested to some degree because everybody's trying to just get what they need to get, get by this week. And so that, that plays a part in it too. So when people say bait shortages, um, are we only talking about minnows or do you anticipate issues with crawlers and leeches as well? Uh, the leeches are going to be a little hard to find early just because of the late, the late ice out and the cold temps. We're starting to get some in now, uh, which is, you know, two to three weeks even a month behind in a normal year. Uh, so it's just going to take a little while getting into the season to, for the trappers to catch up and get everybody's reserves built up a little bit there. Uh, the night crawlers, there was talk last year about federal regulations to, to complicate the importing of those from Canada. That, to my understanding, has kind of went by the wayside other than some paperwork and permitting on the, the side of the actual importer. So the, the supply of those shouldn't actually be affected. So this is more so just a, a minnow shortage. Okay. Um, okay. One more question for you. As both a wholesaler, having a wholesale business and a retail business, and all of us consumers know that price is driven by supply and demand. It, it really is. And we know the demand is going to be there. The supply is going to be short. I would expect that the prices are going up, which you've already priced the stuff in your store and what you're selling it for. What can the anglers expect when they go into the bait store? Are they looking at a 5% increase, a 20% increase, or more? That's going to depend widely a lot on from shop to shop. Uh, we fortunately have a good, good network of, of trappers that, for the most part, They've raised prices a couple dollars here and there, but they're not taking the jumps that they could be. You know, if they truly followed the supply and demand scale, things would have gotten really expensive this year. The guys we deal with are sticking more to the philosophy that I like to stick to that this is, this is something that hopefully will remedy itself over time and, and trying to take more of a, of a realistic approach to it and not, not doing the price gouging and, but there, you know, things are going up. Leech prices go up every year. The trappers, because they're, you know, the, they're hard to get, and it's a lot of work to get them. 
they keep bumping prices. So there's going to be price increases, uh, but to try to put a, you know, a, a, an actual number on it, there's going to be some shops that are going to jump way up and others that don't. All right, John, we really appreciate you coming on Gone Outdoors. This is John Ferris. Well, it is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.